What a difference from week to week. Last week we had a wonderful ice storm. This week it's like 45 degrees out today it feels like. It's almost hot. It's December 8th. Can't believe it. Nonetheless, we'll take whatever the Lord gives us. We won't complain about it, will we? All right. The rest of you can go back to sleep now. Joshua chapter 1. When I was a teenager, I used to work out. Used to. We used to lift weights. And uh, we used to exercise and all kinds of things. We used to do sit-ups. And uh, it's the same uncle that I was talking about before. Uh, he was a, a Marine. So we did all kinds of Marine Corps training and different things. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. We did lunges with, you know, 60-pound packs on and all kinds of fun things. We just did all kinds of different things. It was fun. And I remember uh, when we first started, when he first got me into this, he said, let's measure our muscles to see how big they are when we start. And then as we continue to work out, we'll measure them and see how we're progressing to see if you're getting bigger and better. And I thought that was a pretty good idea. I will not tell you what it was when I started or what it was when I finished. But uh, I, I did. I had a lot of fun. There were days that I hated uh, the thought of even working out, but I knew my uncle would be upset with me if I didn't come over, and I'm sure he had the same Um, But um, I learned something over this time. Strength didn't happen overnight. Strength does not happen overnight. I wanted it to. I wanted to pick up one weight and that be the end of it. But it wasn't. Strength was built up over time. I didn't become strong by just lifting one weight. I became strong by lifting those weights over and over and over and over again. I've also learned something else in the last 15 years. When you stop lifting weights, those, excuse me, and you stop exercising, that strength dwindles away. I used to be able to lift a lot. Not anymore. I have not exercised in almost 15 years. Like, at all. Not exercising at all. The most exercise I have had in the last 15 years was I played a little bit of basketball about six years ago. And then uh, volleyball occasionally. That's about it. Um, I barely run. Um, it, it's pretty sad, actually. And in fact, it, you notice it. After 15 years of not doing anything, walking up a hill really tires you out. And you sound like you sh- you're about 85 years old and you just walked up that hill. And you're wheezing and, and things are not good. I remember I tried to run uh, one time. And I came back and I, I have a problem with pushing myself too hard. And so I, I will just completely destroy myself. I'll be sore for a week and I can't move for the next three days. And I, so I really defeat the purpose of working out. But I remember uh, coming back home and sitting down and I legitimately could not breathe. I felt like I had asthma. I've never had asthma. But I was, I'm so out of shape that just running for that short amount of time and pushing myself just a little bit, I legitimately felt like my airways were closing. I thought I was going to have to call the hospital. It was terrible. I'm 31 years old. It's ridiculous. But if I exert myself at all, I am out of breath. It's amazing. But this has been an interesting thing in my life, but I've made the same observations about my spiritual life as well. Same observations. When I'm allowing God to work on me, I am changing my natural, fleshly self into a strong, spirit-filled Christian. 
When I allow God to do the work, I'm, I'm changing my natural state. So I want you to write this down and think about this. Strength comes when you willingly allow resistance to your natural state. Think about that. Strength comes when you willingly allow resistance to your natural state. Now here we go. So do you see what I just did? Was I forced to pick these up? No. I willingly allowed myself. And now my natural state is fat, flabby, and way out of shape. Okay, so that's my natural state. So if I'm going to build strength, what do I have to do? I have to resist that. This is resistance. You add weight so that you have resistance. I'm going to have to take my jacket off. I'm going to explode it here. <laughs> While trying to get these, I thought, what's a weight I could actually lift? This is 100 pounds right here each, just so everybody knows. Why are you laughing? It's 15, but thank you. <laughs> she said it's 25. It's 15. So anyway, so this is the idea. You're, you're resisting your natural state. You're doing everything you can do physically possible to resist what's going on. When you run, you don't normally run places. What do you do? You walk. And I can walk. I'm not that lame that I can't do that. But I'm naturally, when I run, I'm naturally resisting my natural state. I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm willingly resisting my natural state. And so that's the whole goal of building strength. If you just let yourself go and you don't willingly resist your natural state, you will just fall back into normal. What we would call normal, non-muscular building. You will lose your strength. It's so easy to do. It's much more natural not to work out. In fact, over the last little bit, I think I have said to myself, I don't know how many times, I need to start working out. I need to start doing something. I need to get moving again because I'm 31 years old and I can't walk up a hill without breathing heavily. It's terrible. So all of these things in my life, I have to start doing something if I want to develop my strength. Joshua chapter 1 in verse 1, we read this passage last week, but I want to go over it again. The Bible says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead now. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. For every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, unto, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Here it is, verse 6, watch. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. 
for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee. Here it is again. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here this morning. I pray that you would help us as we study this passage of scripture. Again, Father, that you would bring it to light. That you would show us how we can be strong for you. And Father, I pray that we would do so because you went through everything for us. You died on the cross for our sins. And Father, we thank you so much for that. We love you for it. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach to you a message that I've entitled, Developing Your Strength. I love the Bible terminology. Be strong. Just, just, just be strong. Right? And a lot of times uh, as I read this and as I tried to figure this out, I, I thought, well, I just have to be stubborn. Right? Because I can flip a switch and be stubborn or not stubborn. It's pretty easy. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. There's times where I just roll over. Those are very few. There are a lot of other times where I'm very stubborn. And, and so you think, well, it's, it's got to be stubbornness. That's not, what, that's not the word that's used. It's strong. Be strong. And I began to ask myself this question, how can I just flip a switch and be strong? How can I do that? Well, the fact of the matter is you can't do that. You can't just flip a switch and be strong. I hope you know this. Strength does not come from inside of you. It doesn't. You have to work out. You have to willingly put yourself under the resistance of your natural state. You have to do that. It doesn't come from within inside of you. There, there are certain things that you can do, but if you really want to grow your strength, then yes, it has to come from an outside source. So notice with me where the strength comes from here for Joshua. Look at verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I, God, was with Moses, so I, God, will be with thee. I, again, God, will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Where does Joshua's strength come from? You can answer, it's okay. God. Joshua's strength is going to come from God. As I was with Moses, we, we see Moses' strength all the way through the, the first several books of the Bible. We see those things. Moses had great strength, and Joshua would have that great strength. So why would God command him to be strong? The problem with most of us is we think we can do it on our own. We think we can handle it. We think we can uh, 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 do the necessary things and put the necessary effort into giving our strength. But when it comes to battle, when it comes to conquering, when Joshua, you'll see the whole book of Joshua's battles after battles after battles. When it comes to those battles, you think you can do it in your own strength. But when you realize and you look up that hill and say, I have to conquer that mountain. And you begin walking up the hill and you make it halfway up and you're huffing and puffing. You're actually, you find out that you're weak. Listen, if you were to tell me at 31 years of age, I'd be in the shape that I'm in today, I'd say you're crazy. And I would think at 31 years of age, I mean, you should be able to run up a hill and not have any problems. But I thought I could do it in my own strength. But I needed something. I need something outside to resist what my natural state is. I want to give you three natural states that you will find yourselves in if we don't develop our strength. You will find yourself in these. 
I would also like to give you some practical application to overcome these three natural states, to develop your strength. Number one, a natural state of being comfortable, of being comfortable. Look at verse 6 with me. The Bible says, be strong and of a, a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. You have to realize here that this is a future statement. It says, unto this people shalt thou. It's a, it's a futuristic statement. So right now the children of Israel are currently sitting in the plains of Moab. Right next to the Jordan River. This was not some desert. It was a nice spot. It was a good land. A land that had provided for them for quite some time now. They were sitting there waiting as we talked about a couple of weeks ago on Moses. Don't you think it would have been easier if they had just stayed where they were? I mean, they're living comfortably. We don't see any reference of them needing food. We don't see any reference of them desperately searching for water. We don't see any reference of them looking for a place to, to, for their cattle to feed. In fact, Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh said, this is a great land. We want to stay here. It's a good land for our cattle. So listen, this is a good land that they're in. They're not in the desert anymore. They're in the plains of Moab, right next to the Jordan River. They had probably become quite comfortable in their state. If you can picture it, they all had lazy boys with their feet up. Maybe every once in a while they'd get up and prepare for battle, but it would have been easier for them just to stay put, stay where they are. Now we understand that if they would have, they would have never experienced all that God wanted to give them. But let's face it, they were in a pretty good land. They were in a land far better than the last 40 years of them wandering in the wilderness and being bitten by snakes and all kinds of crazy things happening and bitter water and needing water to come out of a rock. They were right next to the Jordan River. All these things could have made them very comfortable. You see, most of us in North American society are looking and searching for a comfortable lifestyle. Comfortable lifestyle. We want a good retirement package. We want a nice house. We want a reliable car. Oh, oh, nothing extravagant. I'm not trying to say we want the best things in the world. I'm not trying to say we want everything the top notch, but something. We just want to live a comfortable life. But I hope you know this as well. Developing strength is not comfortable. There are days you're sore afterward. Your muscles ache. You hurt Developing strength takes us out of our comfort zone. Developing strength takes us out of where we're comfortable. And it makes us do something that we are not comfortable with. We get out of our natural state. We go to the gym. We sweat. We work out. We work hard. I remember days I'd, we'd always go to my uncle's place to, to work out. That's where all the equipment was. And so there were days I'd get home from school and I'd sit down on the couch because my mom didn't have anything for me to do that day. And I'd go, man, I don't want to go work out today. Wouldn't it just be so much simpler to sit on the couch? It would, wouldn't it? You all are with me, right? It would be so much simpler to do so. 
So much simpler just to live my life the way I want to. But it takes me getting off of my couch. It takes me getting out of my lazy boy. It takes me getting out of my seat and doing something to build my strength. Natural state is being comfortable. The children of Israel had to get up and get going. They had to go into the promised land. And they had to exercise their faith in God. They had to do something. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6 with me. Keep your finger there in Joshua 1. We'll come back. But Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 is where the armor of God is seen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. The Bible says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Again, I ask myself the question, that's not a flip of the switch and all of a sudden one day you're strong in the Lord. Let's take a look at what it says. Put on the whole armor of God. Whose armor is it? Whose armor is it? God's armor. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Listen, watch this now. We are not fighting physical battles like the children of Israel were going to. But the same principle still applies. Be strong in the Lord. You are going to fight. You are going to fight things that you never thought possible. You are going to fight spiritual wickedness in high places. How are you going to do that if you're not strong? How are you going to do that if you're not strong in the Lord and you're not putting on his armor? Look at verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, excuse me, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And it continues. Here's what I want you to get at. Every single one of these goes against our natural state. Look at them again. Having your loins girt about with truth. Truth. Our natural tendency is not to tell the truth. Especially when we're in trouble. It's not natural for me to tell the truth. I have to work at that. It goes against that. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, you all understand that we don't naturally fall into righteousness. It takes something outside of us. We put on the helmet of salvation. Listen, we can't do anything in and of ourselves to gain salvation. It has to be done from something outside of us that resists our natural state. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but are made alive under Christ. You see, it resists our natural state. I mean, you can look at all of these. 
taking the shield of faith, the preparation of the gospel of peace, all of these things go against our natural state. They resist them. So if you are going to, to, to develop strength, you have to get outside of yourself and be uncomfortable. Strength is from the Lord. We put on his armor. It involves us getting out of our comfort zone and preparing ourselves for battle. I want you to think about this with me. Relaxing in the comfort of your natural state will do nothing to help you conquer. Relaxing in the comfort of your natural state will do nothing to help you conquer. Hear me. All of you have something in your life that you want to conquer for Christ. Something. It could be anything. But you want God's will to be done. Listen, relaxing in your natural state, just thinking, this will just happen. Is not going to let you conquer. There's going to be times where you have to seek God. There's going to be times where you have to put on his armor. There's going to be times where you have to have faith in God and step out in faith. There's going to be all kinds of times when you need to get out of your comfort zone. I believe this with all my heart. There are times when God pushes us out of our comfort zone. He says, let me strengthen you a little bit. There will be times when God does something that you just don't understand and you're going to say, this is not comfortable at all. And God's pushing you out just to strengthen you, build you up, draw you closer to him, put on the whole armor of God. Be strong in the Lord. You see, while we're busy being comfortable, we forget about the things that we need to accomplish. And we become, number two, we become negligent. Just become negligent. Look at verse 7 of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. The Bible says, again, only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Anywhere you go, you'll prosper. How many of you like to have that promise? Hey, anywhere you go, you're not going to lose a battle. Anywhere you go, you're going to prosper. Anything you do, you're just going to excel at. Man, I would love that. But there's some steps in order to get there. There's some things that we have to do in order to get there. The law was something that went against their human nature. The book of Deuteronomy, everything that Moses said, all the way through up until this point, they had a responsibility to do. But it went against their nature. We understand the children of Israel were naturally a distracted people. And so are we. Naturally distracted. I don't have to work at being distracted. It comes very naturally. The children of Israel were naturally a faithless generation. God talks about that often. You're a faithless generation. Don't you trust me? They began to worry at the Red Sea. They began to worry at, uh, um, at Mara, And they began to worry when they needed water and the water came out of the rock. They worried all the time. We should just go back to Egypt. They were naturally faithless. They were naturally lazy. They just wanted God to give them everything. 
got all that we had quail, all that we had leeks and garlics like we had back in Egypt. They were naturally just lazy people. Listen, all of us are that way. Let's not kid ourselves. I have a, I believe I have a hard work ethic. But at my core, I am as lazy as they come. I don't want to clean my house. I don't want to pick up my clothes off the floor. I don't want to touch my garage. I don't. So I'm naturally lazy. I'm naturally faithless. I naturally sit at home and just go, nah, I don't think I want to take that step. I'm just comfortable where I am. We're naturally that way. And Moses had to continue to instruct them. Hey, just trust God. Keep moving forward. Then here, God has to remind them. If you want to be successful, you have to be willing to resist your natural state of neglecting the things that God had instructed them to do. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 is very, very pointed. Famous verse, but very pointed. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. It's amazing in and of itself. But he continues to be pointed. But thou shalt meditate therein. Not just once a day, but day and night. Why? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. When you do that, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Listen, he's saying the book of the law, the thing that Moses has said, everything that's going on that I have instructed Moses to give you, you need to meditate on those things. You need to spend time thinking about those things. Why? Look at the verse again. That thou mayest observe them. If you don't meditate on them, you won't observe them. Are you following if we're not meditating on God's word, we will not observe God's word. If we're not in God's word, we will not do God's word. And you just think, hey, you know what? It's no big deal. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to understand God. I don't have to learn about God. And then you wonder, why in the world can't I overcome this? Because you're not doing what God has already given you to do. Why would God give you any more information if you're not fulfilling the information he's already given you? God wants you to meditate in his word day and night. Learning from it so that you can observe it. And then, once you do that, you will have, be prosperous and have good success. The word of God instructs us. This is not rocket science here. The word of God instructs us to go against our nature. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There is the, the natural state of man cannot know God's word, you have to build up your strength. You have to develop your strength. Paul, in Romans chapter 7, explains the battle. Romans chapter 7, he says, the things that I know I should do, those are the things I don't do. And there are the things that I know I shouldn't do, and those are the things that I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. And he goes back and forth and back and forth, and he says, who shall deliver me from this body? 
I thank God through my Lord Jesus Christ. You know how? Because he put on Christ. He died to himself daily and said, it has to be through Christ. I can't do it in my own strength. It can't come from within me. It has to come from outside of me. It's so easy to neglect the word of God and its principles. What God wants to teach you from it. And you can think you can handle it. You can think you can go to battle without the sword of the word of God. You can think that if you want. But when it comes to battle, I'll tell you who the weak ones are. I'll tell you who the ones are that haven't spent their time in the word of God because they'll weakly fall and weakly fall. Happens over and over. You will not be prepared for battle. So we become negligent. But number three, I want you to see here that we become fearful. Being fearful is a natural state. Look at verse 9. The Bible says this. Have not I commanded thee three times in this nine verses, really three or four verses. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Here it is. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. It is natural for us to fear. I remember growing up. And uh, if you've ever, anybody's ever been to our house, uh, we have a pole barn or a garage on top of a hill. And we come down a small hill and to the back door. That's always how we used to come in the house. We never used the front door ever, ever, ever. I have no idea why. We just didn't. In fact, if somebody came to the front door, we thought it was weird. People, we always went to the back door, always. And I remember, it's, it's, it's not far from our house to the forest. Not very far at all. And I remember seeing something. I must have dreamt something or something. But I thought about wolves. And I remember having to go to the barn. It's maybe 50 feet from the house to the barn. And I remember being scared to death to walk that in the dark. Because of wolves. It just comes naturally. It's not like I tried to be scared. It's a natural tendency. There's all kinds of things that I get scared about. And there's all kinds of things we get scared about. But God says here, be not afraid. Don't, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. You see, the children of Israel had nothing to fear. They had nothing to fear. But their natural tendency would be to fear what was coming ahead. The unknown. God says, don't be afraid because I am with you whithersoever you go. There is nothing that can stand in your way. As you read, have gone through this, verse 5, verse 6, nothing will stand in your way. You will be successful. You will be prosperous. Again, it's not a mystery that we have the same natural tendencies. So much so that God writes about it in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. See, God is not natural, naturally giving us fear. We become fearful in our own strength, so God has not given us that spirit of fear. That is not from God, it is from Satan. God has given us a, a, a 
spirit of power. I mean, you think about Joshua. And you go in, you think, man, Joshua, you have a promise that you will never lose a battle. Let me tell you what. If there's ever a time I was going to be courageous, it's when God says, hey, you'll never lose. Let's go in. Let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's bang this out. Like, let's do this thing. There's, be courageous. Go over to 1 John chapter 5 with me. Almost finished. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 4. Watch the wording here. Pay attention very closely. The Bible says this. For whatsoever is born of God. Is that natural? Let me pay attention right here. Is being born of God natural? No. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It takes power to become a son of God. You have to believe on that. Look with me, continue on through verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, building your strength. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. Write this down. Overcome fear with faith. Overcome fear with faith. Is faith just something that, oh, all of a sudden you just have all the faith in the world? No, faith is a muscle. You work it out, and you work it out, and you work it out. And there's going to be times God says, hey, let's try a little bit of heavier weight. And you say, okay, let's try a little bit heavier weight. And you pick that weight up, and you willingly resist your natural fearful tendency. I remember picking up weights and going, there is no way. There is no way that I can pick this up. You know what my uncle said? If you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can. I had to have faith. You know what? God says there's going to be things in your life that you just don't know you can do. And all of a sudden, God's power is behind you. And you're lifting things that you thought you could never lift. And you're overcoming things that you thought you could never overcome. And God is working like you never thought before because fear is a natural tendency. And you have to overcome your fear with faith. And keep working. Faith goes against our natural state. We don't want to step out in faith. We don't want to try something. But if we resist our natural state, excuse me, if we don't resist our natural state, we will never develop our strength. And we will never conquer through Christ. I want to sum it all up with this. There are times in our lives that we just want to sit comfortably. And in sitting comfortably, we just live, I mean, it naturally happens. We just become negligent. And fear comes in too far too easily. And you can think to yourself, I'm good. I've got it all. But God told Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Have not I commanded thee? Be Strong, three different times. I think it's important, very important, to be strong. Joshua and the children of Israel are getting ready to do some of the greatest battles this world has ever seen. 
and they will win overwhelmingly. Not in their own strength, not because, oh, you know, they just relaxed while they were here in the plains of Moab. Not just because they let, let everything just get all flabby and all, all out of shape. No, they had to be strong. They had to work at it. They had to overcome their natural tendencies. If you are just comfortable relaxing in your natural state, you are not getting stronger in the Lord and in the power of his might. And let me tell you this, you are exactly where Satan wants you. Satan wants you incapable of fighting. Satan wants you to wear out quickly. Satan wants to wear you down. He wants you to be fat and flabby and out of shape. You know why? Because he's a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And it's the slow, weak ones that he takes out first. And in those instances, that's when you are ineffective for God. Even though you're coming to church every Sunday, sitting in the pew, ministering how you see the Lord has called you to minister, be strong. Bible Baptist Church, be strong. There's days coming ahead that we will have to fight. Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. Be strong in the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much.